It is Wednesday, October 13th, and this is another edition of the 5-Minute Morning episode on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo, and I am joined by the Hawkeye insider, Sean Bach, on today's episode to talk Iowa Hawkeyes coming off their big victory against Penn State in a raucous environment shock. How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing well today, Blair. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was interesting. I was watching that game, obviously prime time, and it was fun to see everything. I had one question. How does the checkerboard work? Because I didn't see the same t-shirt being worn. Do emails get sent out? How do they coordinate that? That looked amazing. Yeah, usually they send out something ahead of time to the season ticket holders and everyone's attending the game. I know Director of Recruiting Tyler Barnes tweeted something out before. I think the the Iowa social media team does a really good job of promoting things and making sure that everyone's kind of on uh, on the same page when it comes to wearing what you know they need to wear. Obviously, the blackout games are big, but I, I always think the checker games are pretty cool too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I bring it up because in recruiting, every little thing matters. And when recruits get on campus, when they go into a stadium and they talk about the atmosphere, that's one thing that really stands out and, and kind of makes a school like Iowa unique when they're able to coordinate like that and make that atmosphere what it is. What was it like to be at that game? And, and what have you gotten from recruits about the overall environment, the atmosphere and what they saw in the Hawkeyes? Yeah, it was a really cool environment. I know a lot of people are down that it was a three three o'clock kick instead of a night game. Obviously, you know, you've heard the terms Kinnick um, is a totally different animal at night. There's nothing like a night game at Kinnick Stadium, the Kinnick Magic, as a lot of people call it. But yeah, I mean, the environment, it was it was spectacular. It was one of the best games I've ever seen at Kinnick Stadium. I mean, I've only been doing this, I think this is my fourth football season. So I haven't been doing it for a long time. And But there have been a number of games that have stood out. I mean, I was there as a student for the Ohio State game in 2017. And, you know, I think this Penn State game really passed it up. And yeah, I mean, some of the reactions I've gotten from a crew since Steve Wolfong has talked to a number of them as well. It's just the environment was crazy. You know, you get on the field and, you know, you hear about Kinnick, you hear about the atmosphere, but, you know, you don't really witness it until you get onto the field. And, you know, that's what they saw. And it really blew away a number of recruits. Yeah. And and one recruit that was there in particular, uh, a really highly regarded one, the number one rated safety in the 24-7 sports rankings, Xavier Nwampa. He's an in-state recruit, a prospect that you recently put in a crystal ball for uh, in favor of the Hawkeyes. What made you choose the Hawkeyes in, in the crystal ball for Nwampa? Yeah, so I've seen Nwampa a number of times in person and talked to him a number of times in person. I actually got to talk to him the day before his official visit on Friday. I went to his game in nearby Cedar Rapids. Chatted with him a bit afterwards. You know, he doesn't give out a lot. He's pretty good at keeping things close to the best. But, you know, when you talk to him about Iowa, when you talk to other people around him about Iowa, you know, you really get the sense that Iowa's made a great a great move in the past couple of weeks, you know, especially in the past month. He was on campus for Iowa's season opener against Indiana, where Indiana had to bench Michael Penix, who came into that game as one of the top quarterbacks in the Big Ten. But, you know, through all those interceptions and you know, Phil Parker gets a really good report from a lot of people. Um, I think he's one of the more underrated defensive coordinators in the country. But what he's done with this secondary this fall, leading the country in interceptions, has really spoken to Wampa. And, you know, I was kind of sold him on the whole, you know, you can come in right away, compete. Obviously, we're not going to guarantee you a spot. But, you know, you have a really good chance with your ability to come in and be a big part of this defense. And, you know, that's really smoking, smoking Wampa. 
Obviously, NIL is not playing a huge factor with him, but it's definitely something that's appealing. I mean, he's the number one safety in the country in a football crazy state like Iowa, where, you know, the focus is either on Hawkeyes or the Cyclones. Most of the time it's on the Hawkeyes because that's just how the state works. And, you know, he could he could build himself a big brand, but he's, you know, he's more focused on the football side of it. Obviously, Iowa's defensive back tradition is really, really impressive. And, you know, he's close with a number of guys on the team, went to high school with a couple of them and is like literally brothers with a number of them. And, you know, he's, there's really good, there's really good vibes with Iowa right now in Wampa. I mean, we talk about the staff, talk about Phil Parker, Jay Neiman, one of the in-state recruiters for him. He's done a really good job as well. And, you know, he just feels comfortable there. And I think the play of Ohio State this year, especially in the secondary, has kind of, you know, made him think twice about the Buckeyes. I know they were the leaders with him for a while. Notre Dame's still very much a threat. I think the Irish have probably the best shot of uh, knocking off the Hawkeyes for Nwankwa, but um, as of now, I'd say Iowa is in the best in the best position. A big priority for Iowa, and obviously one of the more intriguing recruitments in this 2022 cycle. One of his teammates in the passing league circuit, a 2023 prospect, Kyler Casper, uh, the son of legacy, or he's a legacy, he's the son of Kevin Casper, former receiver, obviously got uh, some time in the NFL as well. He was there on an unofficial visit. I know Iowa's pushing really hard. He's a prospect from the state of Arizona, and he's made it out to campus a number of times now. This is a smaller class for Iowa. They're, they're sitting outside the top 50 in the national rankings, number 12 uh, in, in the conference. And, you know, obviously this isn't going to be one of those classes that blows things off the charts. It's not going to be high in numbers. So they're starting to get the wheels turning on the 23 class. How big of a priority is Kyler Casper uh, for, for Iowa, especially, uh, you know, on that offensive side of the ball where they're going to need some pieces? Yeah, he's up there for sure. And you know, you talk about being from Arizona. I think that's such, if I was able to get them, that's maybe another recruiting ground where they can kind of, you know, work in a little bit because they have not recruited as much out there. I know they had a couple of guys from Chandler that they've been looking at in the past couple of cycles, uh, Eli Sanders being one of them. But, you know, they haven't really, you know, struck any guys out there, got gotten able to land any guys out there. But, you know, if they get Casper, then obviously Casper's ability as a receiver, his ball skills are really impressed, got the size, he's athletic. I think he could come in and eventually compete for that X receiver spot right away if he were to pick the Hawkeyes. And I also think it opened eyes to a lot of other recruits that, you know, maybe Iowa wouldn't go after in other cycles because they're getting all this talent. And I, yeah, I think it's, it could open up another region, another area, another recruiting spot for the Hawkeyes and be really beneficial. And, you know, that's just part of it. And I mentioned his ability too. I think he's got a lot of ability to potentially come in and, you know, make an impact right away. Sean, before we go, obviously we've talked about Xavier Nwampka. Uh, he's one of the better prospects in the country. What else is left on the board for Iowa as they try to make a charge and, and close and, and put the finishing touches on this 2022 class? Yeah, so they landed a uh, another, the second running back in their 2022 class last night, late last night, um, in Caleb Johnson. They were able to flip him from Cal. Johnson is the guy that they went hard after during the summer. He committed surprisingly early to Cal, and they got him on a surprise official visit this weekend as well. So that was a big addition. They're also going after Washington commit TJ Hall, a defensive back. I know he was committed to Arizona at first and flipped to Washington. And now Iowa's trying to get him. He was on a campus for another. That was another surprise official visit this weekend as well. Um, it seems to be going good there, but I know Washington is pretty holding on pretty tight to keep him. Um, Brian Allen, a three-star defensive lineman who was originally from Illinois, transferred up to Conne- uh, prep school in Connecticut for his junior season and is up there now. 
decommitted from Illinois last uh, on Tuesday, and Iowa's been pushing hard that recruitment ever since he committed to Illinois over Iowa. So the Hawkeyes are looking good there. I know a couple Pac-12 schools have reached out as well, one of them being Oregon, uh, per Allen True. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, but I like Iowa there. And then Armand Mandu, a three-star offensive lineman from Lee Summit North, a school that Iowa's really tried to recruit hard in this year and in 2023 class as well. Come into Missouri, Iowa offered the other day. He was on campus this weekend. And, you know, it's looking good for Iowa to flip him, but I know Missouri is trying hard to keep him on as well. And, you know, the in-state school is, you know, one that's rising, I guess you could say. But I think Iowa's offensive line tradition has really impressed him. And, you know, he's heard a lot of good things. And I think Iowa's looking good there as well. Iowa getting things done on the field and trying to parlay that into some success on the recruiting trail as well. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, boy, for having me. All right. You can follow Sean Bach on Twitter at sbach247. He works for the Hawkeyes Insider over at 24-7 Sports, the Iowa site on the network. Remember, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. For Sean Bach and our producer, Lance Boy, and I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Mm-hmm.